It's great to be here. I'm having a great time chatting with you about these awesome subjects. <laughs> Have you been thinking too much lately? Uh, most of the time. Yeah, That's well, a definitely one of the things I fall into. That's what we're going to talk about today. Too much thinking. There's an old-fashioned word, and I love the word. It's called ruminating. Yeah. And when you ruminate, you overthink, usually past mistakes or memories where you'd like a do-over. Remember mm -hmm. when you were a kid? Do-over. Yeah. You know, let me hit that ball again. Do over. You, you know? just ruin it because you're ruinating on that thought. <laughs> You've ruined the thought. So you don't even know. Like, there's this good worry and bad worry thing. Mm -hmm. Whereas good worries are producing strategies for improvement, bad worries are either something that you cannot control or you've already processed past the point you're productively coming up with strategies. Well, the wonderful thing about worry mm. is that I don't know anybody who can't do it. Yeah. So when I'm working with someone and trying to show them how to use the 12 steps in their life, I know they can meditate. Mm. I said, can you worry? Yes. Well, that's a form of meditation. There you go. <laughs> You're just meditating on something that's not going to help you. Yeah. And, and, you know, ruminating can exacerbate, which means make worse, yeah. a lot of problems, depression, PTSD, um, whatever your compulsive behavior is, overeating, eating too much sugar. Sometimes somebody quits one addiction and will pick up some other little thing because the worry. They have to do something at the worry. And it can cause relapse in recovering people. In pastoral counseling, I can tell you it is one of the most limiting factors for growth is because the, there will be a, an individual who is ruminating on something that they cannot control, that they cannot change. There's nothing to talk about. You know, they've, for instance, this individual that just was left by their partner, and it's sad, it's, 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 it's heartbreaking. We can be there for them empathically and non-judgmentally, but they're ruminating on the same thoughts that even if they got answers to that question, it would not alleviate the pain. Well, you know, it causes resentment. Mm -hmm. And resent, when I break that word apart, re, the prefix means to do again, mm -hmm. and sent, the Latin root, means to feel. Yeah. So to re-feel old pain over and over, eventually a hand comes out of that pain and points a finger and tries to, you lose your part, and you see their part only. And your part is lost in the story of your pain. And when you lose your part, that's a resentment. I like that. Yeah. I'm going to hit you with a fitness analogy. Please. I'm, I'm obsessed with fitness, unfortunately. But there's uh, when you have an injury, mm -hmm. there's the tendency to want to avoid that injury. And what ends up happening is you build up the muscles naturally. Say you've got an injury in your knee. And you'll build up the muscles around it stronger, but not actually using that knee. So you'll be limping to the right side when you have a left knee injury. And this compounds the problem. 
So your right knee is wanting to go faster and faster and your left knee can't get up, keep up and then it gets hurt again, it gets hurt again, it gets hurt again, it gets weaker, right knee gets stronger. What you do in therapy is you, you hit that just enough to work it out on the weakest point. So you're not to the point of pain. Maybe it's uncomfortable, but not plain painful. And you just stretch it just enough. You don't over extend it. Extend it. You don't overwork it, right? You're not overthinking, right? Right. You're not rethink, refeeling again and again. You're doing just enough to work on it so that it can get stronger. And then you move on to something else. Well, I, you know, your that analogy is really good for me. A few years ago, I broke my hip. Mm. I, I, I had a very healthy bone, mm, <laughs> but yeah. I snapped it in two. Sure. And it was, I fell and it was the way I hit. And so they put a rod and a couple of screws in to hold the bone together so it could fuse itself together. It was going to heal on its own. Okay. But I would favor it. I would favor it in, in places where I wasn't thinking about it, like in how I slept. Yeah. To sleep on it hurt, so I wouldn't fall asleep with it hurting. Sure. So I'd move so that it didn't hurt, so I could fall asleep, and then I wouldn't move a lot in the night, mm. which um, puts strain, are you ready, on a completely different part of my body. That's right. And that's what happens emotionally, too. Yeah. You may start with that one wound, the partner left me, and I'm powerless over this, mm. but what will with the ruminating on that, it will start to affect other relationships. Yeah. Um, I had a person who was overthinking a problem that they had, mm -hmm. and they became like an emotional vampire to me. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to be of service, I wanted to be helpful, but I hated when I saw their name on my phone. Mm -hmm. I, I took the call but I, it wasn't the cheerful giver that I wanted to be. Yeah. I was like, oh, they're going to drink me dry again. They're going to totally suck understand. the sap out of me. I'm yeah. going to be a lifeless tree when I hang up, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and that, so the, the, the problem by ruminating, that person was having another effect in their life. Mm -hmm. They were, they, I'm sure I wasn't the only relationship that they were injuring. Mm. to re-feel their pain over sure. and over and over. Yeah. So so be careful. Too much thinking. If you've done all you can, if you're powerless and you can't make a change, let's use the serenity prayer. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, grant me the serenity to accept the things I can't change. It's time to accept that the relationship has ended, for example, yeah. and courage to change the things I can my life will still have purpose and meaning without this relationship, and I can look for that and the wisdom to know the difference. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think that, that when you're thinking too much, you're injuring not just yourself, but pretty much anyone who cares about you. Sure. There's this great scripture that you have to kind of read in reverse. There's all things are possible. Oh, what is it? Um, I can do all things. That's actually, I'm doing the wrong one. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And people will read this and they'll have it, sports and everything, but they're not reading the context, which is above it, where Paul says, I've learned the secret of how to be content, whether in want or in plenty. Oh. So if we took all things out of context, we would never be in want, because why wouldn't we always be in plenty? Right. He's not saying we can magically make all things better. 
He's saying, I can go through all circumstances with Christ who gives me strength. So what does he do? Well, you go a little higher and you see him say, think on whatever is pure, whatever is good, whatever is noble. Whatever is of good report. That's right. Yeah. And so it's like, that's what, you know, part of the process of not overthinking is, is like, okay, you can't just stop thinking. If I say, don't think of a pink elephant, what pops into your head? A <laughs> pink elephant. Right? But if I say, don't think out of think uh, of a pink elephant, instead think of a blue monkey. <laughs> right? The blue monkey's there. You can have that blue monkey. <laughs> so if you have something that you're focusing on, so that's one of the rumination tricks that I, I, I teach people who are struggling with a specific rumination is to, instead of trying to not think about something, try to reframe and, and, and redirect your thoughts onto something good, noble, and pleasant. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, you know, that was a lesson that I learned um, from a scriptural report of Jesus being tempted in the desert. Mm. People always said, well, how did he overcome that temptation? He quoted scripture. No, that he did quote scripture. That is the right answer. But there's an answer before that. He changed the focus. Yeah. He didn't focus on the, the need that he had, for example, turn this rock into to bread. He, the need he had was hunger. Mm-hmm. So that temptation was to make him focus on how hungry he was. Yeah. Instead, he changed his focus first. The true hunger. And then he changed. And yeah. then he went to, yeah. So, For sure. So that's what you're saying is replace the first thought. The yeah. first thought is going to be, I'm lonely. I'm, this relationship broke and I'm hurt. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's your first focus. Think, I am free now to do something else. I am, yeah. I, there's, and, and if you can't, if you can't change the focus, call somebody you know in need. Mm-hmm. Reach out your hand to help someone else and don't tell them your need. That always works. It's weird how that works, but it does. But let's talk about what to do. If mm-hmm. you're if you have too much thinking on mm-hmm. whatever it is, maybe your maybe your your son is uh, started smoking pot and you found out about it. Mm-hmm. He's a high school student and that's not what you want to hear. Maybe um, uh, somebody you love is trying to have children and they're not that they're just not getting pregnant. Or maybe the money really just the rent just jumped. Your landlord is expecting four hundred dollars more a month and you don't know how that's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. And and you're kind of living paycheck to pay whatever it is whatever you're ruminating on sure because we can go through a million circumstances Mm -hmm. but what do you do so the first thing is identify the fear Mm -hmm. don't let it be a nebulous blob in your head yeah say it out loud i'm afraid of not having enough money to pay my rent just say it right like that i've heard of this really interesting idea that's a cognitive behavioral therapy technique that is scheduling your worry. So it's taking a certain time of your day and you worry as much as you want in that time. So you maybe have 30 minutes of worry. You can worry your heart <laughs> out. But then any other time of the day you go, well, it's not my worry. This is not my, I have not scheduled this worry. I will think about it. In it's that kind of minutes. like the intermittent fasting of worry. That's right. <laughs> Just feed all your worry. Right? It's, I think there's some, some really interesting and, and possibly really helpful parts about it because I, I, I find that with some people when you tell them like oh, you're, you're ruminating on this they're like but I have to think about it 
It's like, yeah, you might, but you need to know how much you're thinking about it. And so if you just schedule that amount of time to think about it. Right? Well, what, what you're talking about is the difference between a thought process and an obsession. And that's the key, is to have a process. Mm -hmm. And if you look at almost all the different theoretical approaches to clinical mental health counseling, they're all different approaches, different processes of how to go through your thoughts and your feelings to put them in a healthy place. Right. So, so if you've identified the fear, you know, writing can help. I, you guys know yeah. it. I'm a journaler. I believe in journaling. Sometimes you don't know what you're so worried about. You just don't feel right. Start writing. It will come out. Um, and, or talk to a trusted witness, a faithful witness. Like my, my husband, Donald, calls people. They're a faithful witness in my life. What does that mean? It's somebody I can talk to and they'll listen to me mm. and they'll tell me what they hear. Mm. They'll tell me what I'm not saying that they're hearing. Mm. Okay, and then what you just said, Richard, set time to do the work. Yeah. Whether the work is the worry or whether the work is what to do about the worry, if you are going to change a circumstance, there must be action. Mm -hmm. Make time for the action. Sure. Make time to call the landlord and say, the $400 a month is going to be hard for me. Um, is this set in stone? Mm -hmm. Is there, can I make payments over the month? Maybe it would help me if I paid you twice a month instead of once a month. Whatever it is, but set time to take an action. And we hate as people having an issue that we don't have a solution for. But don't undervalue momentum. Even if you don't have a solution, if you're taking positive action and building momentum towards a solution, don't undercut that just because it's not going to solve your problem immediately. Because there's no telling what will happen in the future. Keep that positive momentum moving forward. One, um, one thing that they say in recovery circles is time takes time. Mm. And you, you, you time things I must earn. And, um, and another one for the higher power, trust in me entirely. Mm. And so that when you're giving something time, whether you're devoting time to take the action or you're giving it time so that the slow progress, ask anybody who's lost like a hundred pounds, mm -hmm. those fast acting hundred pound losers gain it back. Yeah. But if it's a slow, gradual change in the way they live, they keep it off. For sure. It's, it's those kind of things. Be gentle with yourself when it comes to time. What do you think people should do if they start to feel the overthinking come into their head? How can they head that off at the pass? Just bash your head against something really bad. <laughs> and you'll pass out and you'll be fine. Yeah. No, um, I do think having some kind of a meditation routine can be a really helpful thing to do when you start to catch yourself in that. And it's it, breathing is huge. Mm -hmm. If you just stop and take some breaths. I, do, I tell people... I, it's, when people are really frustrated and they're, I, I just need to get this out. And I said, Hey, listen, you can get it out. If you give me five breaths first, I will listen to you without interruption. Just give me five deep breaths first and it'll change it. If you can just build that habit in. And then I love breath prayers. My favorite, have you heard of breath prayers? Say, do one for me. My favorite breath prayer is um, from the scripture. Perfect love casts out fear. So you can breathe in. I'm perfectly loved. And breathe out, I have no fear. 
And it's called a breath prayer because every time you do it, you breathe in and you think, I'm perfectly loved, and you visualize that perfect love coming into you. And then when you breathe out, I have no fear. Perfectly loved, I have no fear. That's right? beautiful. It's a breath prayer. We had a t-shirt in Beth Wee, and it said, um, breathe in peace, breathe out chaos. Yeah. And we changed it to mm. breathe in peace, breathe out gratitude. Oh, nice. Because it changes inside you yeah. as you're breathing it in. That's beautiful. Well, I think that we have to mention prayer. Yeah. You know, praying for for help, letting the creator recreate your thoughts. We are transformed by the renewal of our mind. So that's what we need. We need mm-hmm. mind renewal. <laughs> yeah. And we can ask for help with that from from the higher power. And Absolutely. the last thing I'm going to say practice Mm-hmm. You're you're a weightlifter. I am. Yeah. You practice, right? Every day. Do you just go from two pounds to I don't know how many how much you lift at this point? <laughs> two pounds to two thousand. <laughs> actually, one of my my favorite weights in my gym are these two point five pound weights, tiny little things, and it's it's just that little extra two point five you build each time you go. Whenever you can. And, and honestly, I actually, in my bench press, I got stuck at 335 for almost two years. And actually today, I did 335, two different reps. And my, my max is now far beyond that. From those little adjustments to just keep moving, keep doing it, keep practicing, it, the results will come. Trust the process and stop trying to manage the outcome. Well, changing thought is a skill. Yeah. Um, I would suggest meditation. Some guided meditations might get you started. If you if it's hard for you to free your mind, listen to something. Uh, chanting, believe it or not, finding a word that you like. Um, for me, I, I would rock and chant and say, stay, stay, stay. I was talking to my mm-hmm. higher power. Stay, stay, stay. Because I knew the higher power was with me, but I couldn't feel it. And I would just rock and chant and say, stay. Um, or music. Music mm. changes. It, music affects us in every nature, physical, mm. um, emotional, mental, and, and spiritual. It affects us. Mm. Music is an interesting place. Put on some music. Nobody's home. Turn on some music in your kitchen and dance. Mm. You will feel different. You will think differently when mm. you're done. But overthinking, too much thinking, ruminating, there is a solution. Absolutely. You don't have to live with it. One of my favorite things that any psychologist has ever said is don't believe everything you think. Some of it is just you give so much power to your thoughts. Some of us freak out. I'm depressed. What does it mean that I'm depressed? I'm sad. It's like your brain is firing neurons all the time. Some of them are just out there and they mean absolutely nothing. What we give power to through developing into beliefs and then actions is what remains. And we have control over that. It's a beautiful thing. Um, your, your soul is divided into three. Mm-hmm. Your emotions, your thoughts, and your will. Mm-hmm. Okay? When your emotions and your thoughts outweigh your will, you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. That's too much thinking. Mm-hmm. And your will is strong. Turn your will over to God's. Mm-hmm. Do that third step prayer. 
and you will see results. Yeah. Thanks, Richard. This has been another great discussion. I hope to have you back again. Love to be here. Alrighty. It's time to take addiction out of the shadows and shine the encouraging light of recovery on everyone affected. Good Seed Podcast is powered by BethWE.com, a nonprofit ministry based in Vero Beach, Florida. We'll start the uncomfortable conversations that turn despair into hope and complacency into action. Connect, communicate, and thrive with us. Check us out online at BethWE.com. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk again soon.